One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Penn Holderness. And I'm Kim Holderness. This is the Holderness Family Podcast. And, okay, bear with me here really quickly. Um, This is going to get a little meta for our listeners. Uh, You're about to hear an interview that we had with Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yes. We had that interview last Friday. It was a fantastic interview. I heard him say things I had not and describe things that I had never heard him say before. Right. And so we actually did a reaction to the interview before the interview, which you're about to hear that we recorded after the interview. So it's, it was okay. us being surprised by some of the things that he said. Right? And then, but what you're hearing right now is our reaction to, you know, just scrolling through social media and seeing our friend, Dr. Anthony Fauci has announced his retirement from the federal government after more than 50 years of service. So Friday, when we were talking to him and he's saying all these things, he knew he was leaving. He and had I'm thinking, to know, right? And I'm thinking, is that why he was so Very open. Very forthcoming. Yeah. Or he did the interview with us, and he's like, you know what? I've had enough. I've had death threats. Terrible things have been said about me and my family, but the Holderness <laughs> well, family, so it's possible, I'm done. <laughs> it's possible that we caused all of this to happen. No, that's anyway. certainly not what happened. So anyway, this is the reaction to the reaction to the interview. Coming up next, the reaction to the interview, followed by the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. This is the Holderness Family Podcast. And we had an interesting day today. A, a really, it's yeah. a day that I've been looking forward to for weeks now. So here's here's what ha- happened. Penn and I were talking. Yeah. It almost came from, it, it came from a conversation that we had about like Lola going back to school, right? Right. Yeah. So we were talking about, you know, COVID, you know, f- several weeks ago, our kids are, you know, getting ready for sports tryouts and school starting and COVID rates in our number in our neighborhood and our community were actually really high. Penn and I went back to the gym, but wore masks because we're like, hey, we don't want to get kids COVID right before they start school. But the question remained like, what are we doing? Are we? Yeah. Like, are we just going with this? What's happening? Let me tell you a personal recount that I'm almost embarrassed of, but I'm going to tell you what happened. Okay. Yes, we were in masks. We were trying to just, we were trying to get our daughter 
to tennis tryouts. Right. It's like a really important part of her year. It's where they decide like what line you're going to be on and it, it determines whether or not you're going to be able to play. And so for Lola, it was really important. So to us, it was really important. And we were just trying to figure out how to keep her from getting COVID where she was going to miss tryouts. And so we were being extra safe, more so than I would be honest than we are right now. Mm-hmm. And she like she took a test about 10 days before COVID just because we were, you know, we test a lot. Well, and I, I would say she was having... She was having symptoms. She, yeah, she was like yeah. really tired and had a stuffy nose. But here's what went through my mind. I just want to be honest about this. I thought maybe it would be like not the worst thing in the world if she got COVID right now because <laughs> then she'd be okay in 10 days and she'd have the antibodies. And I checked myself. I'm like, wait a minute. Is that the right feeling to have? And so we, we did. We had this conversation. We're like, who could we ask to tell us whether or not that's the right feeling to have? And uh, we just jokingly were like, how about, how about Dr. Fauci? So we emailed Dr. Fauci, well, Dr. Fauci's people, and yeah. he said yes. <laughs> and he said, sure, I'd yeah. love to talk to you. So we just got off the Zoom with Dr. Fauci. What'd you Every- think? I love him. Yeah. And you know, like we've done videos throughout the throughout the pandemic. And one, I think I even admitted that I was having romantic feelings for him. I think it's because I was like seeing him every single day on my TV. And he was saying such important things. I like started to Did have a little crush. Did he help reduce your anxiety he in helped, ways? He, he helped me. Yeah, he helped yeah. me. So I had a little crush on him. I'm kidding, guys. But I will say, I was expecting this to be a very, that we would get the kind of cut and paste. The ones and zeros. The uh, answers yeah. that you hear on TV and you read in interviews, but he gave such real, honest answers, mm-hmm. including what has happened to his family and the threats they've been under since since the pandemic started. Yeah, that's one thing I've never heard. I've I, never I've never heard the specifics, and I'll, I'll let him tell the story. But we were stunned. Yeah, when I we had heard tears this. in my eyes when he was talking about this. Um, well, he's a person. He's he's, he's a human, and, yeah. and and I think we forget about the human beings. Yes, he's a talking head on the TV, but he's also a human being with a family. And so, also, I know that I told Penn, for whatever reason, a scientist, a doctor, is become a very divisive figure. We will probably get threatening messages because of this. And if you're tempted to listen to this, well, first of all, I encourage you to. But in afterwards, if you're tempted to send us a threat, I want you to check yourself because we, the enemy is not the human. The enemy is, is a virus. Yeah. But the, other than that, uh, we, we ended with some very funny stuff as, as Penn is wont to do. My advice when you listen to this interview, and it's advice that I got from my father, that is your beliefs are yours and yours alone. No one else can penetrate or shatter them. Your perspective is yours and yours alone. There are billions of people out there who all have their individual perspectives. If you can, and this is particularly for people who have disagreed with Dr. Fauci in the past or who attach a a strong negative feeling to him, I would say just try to listen to his entire perspective, including the personal side of his story that we just heard, which I think might might move some people to, to see him in a different light. And I would just say that, like, we, we didn't just interview the, the Dr. Fauci we've seen on TV. We interviewed a husband and a father of three, mm-hmm. and he's, he's worried about him. Dr. Anthony Fauci is director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the U.S. National Institutes of Health, where he oversees an extensive research portfolio focusing on infectious diseases and immune-medicated diseases. 
Dr. Fauci has made many seminal contributions in basic and clinical research and is one of the world's most cited biomedical scientists. He was one of the principal architects of the president's emergency plan for AIDS relief. It was a program that has saved millions of lives throughout the developing world. Hey, Dr. Fauci, thank you so much for joining us on the Holderness Family Podcast. My pleasure. Good to be with you. Thank you for having me. Well, we are so excited to talk to you. We have a lot of questions and you have limited time. So we're just going to get right to it. Okay. 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 Sounds good. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. In, in the beginning, I remember you saying that COVID could possibly be around for a while, a couple of years even. So we're a couple of years in. It feels like it's cold flu COVID season for us. We took your advice very seriously through the pandemic and we were fine with that. Now that we're sending kids back to school, we're seeing COVID rates in our area, at least, are still on the rise. Are we, here's my question for you. Are we just doing this? Are we making major lifestyle changes like, anymore? Yeah. What do we, do? what do we do? <laughs> are what, we just like sending them now yeah. and just, or, or should we still be making those lifestyle changes? Well, to the certain extent, I think we need to consider the possibility of phasing out of some of the lifestyle changes rather than abruptly turning it like a switch on and off. I mean, obviously, it's very important to get the children back to school. We don't want to be in a situation where we don't have them go to school or where there is a big danger of a lot of spread of infection. You can do a lot to mitigate against that. First of all, something that we don't do very well in this country, and it's really unfortunate because we have the wherewithal to do it, but we're not doing it, is that our vaccination rate is quite low. With adults, it's low. We have 67% of the population is vaccinated. And of those, that's, that's two doses for getting boosters. Mm -hmm. And of that 67%, only about half of them have received their first boost. Uh, that's really not good. Among children, the uptake of vaccines is rather poor both in kids who are in their teens as well as in the 5 to 11 group. So mm -hmm. here's one of the things we can do as we get into the school season. One, you surround children with people who are vaccinated. Therefore, you can diminish the likelihood that they are going to get infected from the people with whom they come in contact. And the other thing is to get the children vaccinated. This is a very safe and highly effective vaccine, particularly in preventing one from getting severe disease. The other thing is that a considerable amount of funding has been given locally to get ventilation better in schools. Now, one of my daughters is a elementary school teacher in New Orleans, and she tells me that that's something that they really need to work on. In other words, spacing if possible the desks so that you don't have people all over each other i mean i'm not sure that you can be able to go by the six foot rule i know that's very very difficult in many schools but you could at least increase the ventilation and perhaps even by making an investment in some of those hep filters that you could put in a room to purify the air and and filter it but the bottom line of it all is Take a look at the degree of the dynamics of infection in your community. If you have a situation where you have a very high level 
of infection. Luckily, in the country, even though some areas continue to go up, some are starting to come down, plateau and come down, that if necessary, mandating masks are like radioactive. Whenever you talk about mandating. Oh, I don't think this country can handle that again. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think that that's going to work. But common sense and not being afraid to wear a mask when you are in a zone, a county, a state, or a city with a high dynamic of infection. Masks are not for forever. But when you have a high level of infection, it's a good idea when you have an indoor congregate setting where there's a lot of infection in the community to prudently wear a mask without requiring it, but at least considering to doing it. So quick question, and you know, I mean, you can just give this as a simple answer, but how would you grade us as a country as how we're doing right now? How are we doing Like with all of these things that you're talking about? Well, you know, I'd like to say terrific, but that would be dishonest. Okay. <laughs> if you're, but look, okay, your daughter's a school teacher. You got to give us a grade, right? Where, where yeah, are we yeah. on? Where, how are we doing as a grade right yeah, now? Yeah, C plus, B minus. C plus. Okay. okay. So okay. that's like a slightly above average, but not great. Yeah. I will, I will yeah. say that masking was just not a big deal. Like we, even we were going to the, you know, gym. We wanted our kids to start school and not get COVID. So we go to the gym, we wore a mask. It's just like not a big deal to us. So I never right. got that. Yeah. But my school son had a big group assembly for the first day of school and they said hey if you brought a mask wear it and 98 percent of the kids brought it and wore it and it was not a big deal like the, right. and the, some parents afterwards right. heard about it and they had a problem but the kids like didn't have a problem with it i know just thought know. it was interesting um, yeah well Kim, i i know that but getting back to what you asked me about grading you know i'd like to say a a minus but it's not and the reason i say b minus c plus is that all you need to do is look at the vaccine uptake in this country and compare us to the rest of the world. We're ranked really low, lower than many developed nations and lower than even some lower middle income countries where we only have 67% of the population that's vaccinated and only half of those are boosted. We have a big anti-vaccine feeling in several sections and regions of the country that unfortunately for us appear to be based along political ideology. I mean, why when you look at a red state versus a blue state that the level of vaccination uptake is dramatically different? That should not be when you're dealing with a public health crisis. It should be that everybody recognizes that the common enemy is the virus, not whether or not you have a different political ideology than someone else. That doesn't make any sense. It is one of the most baffling things to come out of the pandemic, in my experience. Question, as a mom, our kids are vaxxed, and my son is eligible. He's 12 now for a booster. Should I be waiting? I think he's eligible like in another month or so. Should I be waiting to to get a more updated booster or should I just get him the one that that's in this, no. said this store it, <laughs> it, it, office now. in the shop, in the shop. <laughs> if he is a healthy young man at age 12 years old, I would definitely wait until the updated bivalent BA five specific variant boost, which will be available literally in a few weeks. It's going to start oh. being able to be distributed in mid-September. So rather than have him get vaccinated with the current vaccine tomorrow, 
it yeah. doesn't make any sense. I would wait until September, late September, mid-September. I'm sitting here th- uh, watching you talk, and I'm remembering all of these moments in the last two years when you have been this voice on my computer or my television or somewhere helping me understand this pandemic. And uh, you've, all, you've often had some pretty serious messages that you've had to deliver. Um, and I know that, that I know that Dr. Fauci very well. I'm kind of curious about Dr. Fauci, the husband and the father, and how you experienced COVID personally over the last two years. Well, it's been very unusual for me, and I don't think I could be considered the prototype as a father and a husband because my family, because of the extraordinary, unprecedented attack on science in general and on me personally, has been very disruptive to my family. So I don't have a normal family. I don't think normal family have armed guards with them 24 hours a day. So, I mean, I don't think you, I I don't think I could be the prototype of the normal family. Frankly, it's why I was wondering. But Yeah, yeah, my children get threatened. They get harassed. Mm -hmm. Whoever it is out there knows where they work, know where they live. They live in separate parts of the country. They track them down and they harass them with sexually explicit harassments. I have had people who are now in jail because they've been convicted of literally trying to kill me with a credible threat of trying to kill me. So that, I, I'm not the normal family man here. Sorry. No, Sorry. That's why that, but that's why I wanted to know. I just, I, I'm, I'm imagining you're not going home and getting a bottle of Jif and watching like, you know. Like you do. Watch yeah. Stranger things. Watching Stranger Things with a <laughs> giant spoonful of peanut butter like your life has got to be bonkers yeah it is it is but you know i i know what my purpose is i mean i have been a a public servant in in the field of medicine and science and public health for over 50 years i've been at the nih for 54 years i've been the director of the national institute of allergy and infectious diseases for 38 years so uh this is not new to me i've been doing this i did it with hiv We did it with Ebola, with Zika, with pandemic flu. This is a bit different because it's unprecedented in its severity. And it has unfortunately occurred at a time of profound political divisiveness in our country. And that's made it really very complicated about how, as a nation, we can all pull together to address in a proper way this unprecedented pandemic. And it's been made more difficult by the divisiveness which we've had, which, you know, the denial of science, the fabrication of crazy conspiracy theories. The, it, it, it's been very, very difficult. First of all, I'm really sorry yeah. that, you've, that your families had to go through this, that your children have had to endure this. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. It's so uncalled for. But knowing that... And you have this 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 purpose and this drive, and obviously your family supports you in this. Knowing what you know now, if you went back to February, March, twenty twenty, could it have been handled differently? Could could I mean the political di- divisiveness was already in existence, but could something have been handled differently that could have stopped this attack on science? I don't think so. I think it was it was already in the making. I think the former, the, the, the past administration kindled that a lot by some things that were so egregiously incorrect, and they supported incorrect pronouncements about the efficacy 
of drugs that don't work. And we all know hydroxychloroquine and other drugs that they say they listened to people who have no expertise in science. That, that I think, fueled a bit of the anti-science situation. So I don't think that if you go back to January and February of 2020, that it started with that, but it was fueled by that. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. Changing infectious diseases, just <laughs> oh, yeah. a second. We got a couple of them So now. personally, so my aunt lived with polio. She was diagnosed a year, she was a baby, and she got it a year before the vaccine was available. She was paralyzed from the waist down. So I lived seeing somebody in my daily life struggle because of something that a vaccine could prevent. So I've always been pro-vaccine. Pro she was a wonderful, wonderful woman who had a full life, but a very hard life. The polio cut short. The post-polio virus came back, and it was it was awful. So obviously I get very triggered when I hear polio <laughs> is, you know, has been discovered. No, I, I'm vaccinated for polio, obviously. is that, Are we getting polio boosters as adults now? Like, what no. do you think is on the online for that? No, the answer right now is that polio vaccine protection that you got, which was probably four shots over a period of a few years, like you get it at one month, you get it at four months, and then six to 18 months, and then a couple of years later, will very likely last for a considerable period of time. The reason we don't ask 
people like you and I and, and, and Penn to get vaccinated now is because there isn't a lot of circulating polio at all. There was the one case of the paralytic polio in Rockland County in New York, just north of New York City. That was a vaccine-related polio case. In other words, the use of the oral polio vaccine... Which we don't do in this country. Which we do not do in this country. The use of that in other countries, which is appropriate to use because you get a much better, broader coverage, but occasionally, since it's an oral vaccine, it gets excreted in the stool, can get into water and contaminate it, and the type 2 polio virus can revert and be more pathogenic, and then it can infect someone. And if that person is not vaccinated, that person can get real polio that can actually be paralytic. That's the bad news. Okay. The encouraging news is that vaccination with the killed Salk vaccine is 99% protective. So when you hear about polio in the United States, which we have this case in New York, rather than panicking about it, let's get the kids vaccinated. Because in that community in Rockland County, about 60% of the children are vaccinated when 98% of them should be vaccinated. And in some areas of that county, only 37% of the children are vaccinated. That mean, that just doesn't make any sense. And as I've said many times when I've been interviewed about this, that the easiest way to stop this dead in its tracks is to get the kids vaccinated. And that's mm-hmm. what we should be doing. We should not have 40 to 50 to 60 percent of children in certain regions of the country not be polio vaccinated. It's an entirely preventable disease. Yeah. All right. I know our time is short with you. I've got one serious question and then one fun question for you. All right. The serious question, monkeypox. Okay. COVID was a 10 in seriousness and emergency, like in 2020 in March. Where are we like one to 10 with monkeypox right now? Well, you know, you have to compartmentalize that question, Penn, in who you are and what your lifestyle is. We don't go anywhere. Yeah, we don't go anywhere. So we're (laughs) good, Okay, so so you're good. Don't worry. Okay. We have no life, so we're we're fine. So people with lives should be a little more worried than (laughs) us. Keep eating the peanut butter at night and watching (laughs) the football game. I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the situation is about 95-plus percent of the cases are among men who have sex with men, usually with multiple anonymous sexual partners, where you don't know what the status is. So it's a very serious situation for that group right now. So if it's a one on a score of zero to 10 for you, it may be a seven on the score of zero to 10 for someone who is actively sexually having interactions, even with multiple sexual partners, particularly if you're a man who has sex with men. The issue is we've got to get to that group vaccination as well as drugs, because even though the mortality is very low for this particular clade, it's less than a fraction of a percent, it can be a very painful lesion. It sounds awful. It, It really can. So you've really got to make sure that as a community, as a country, we get the vaccines 
in an expeditious manner to the people who need them who are at highest risk. But it's not sexually transmitted. It's just it's like a it's a more of a a, a lifestyle thing because I just don't want to blame this on the gay community. No, you well, know? absolutely, that's the worst thing in the world you can do. Yeah, is to stigmatize a community for their lifestyle. Yeah, it just so happens that unfortunately, a virus gets introduced into a demographic group. It could like quite as easily community. be a kid at right. summer camp. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's yeah. as close skin to skin contact, which is obviously what happens in the sexual setting. But it is not the only setting in which close skin to skin contact occurs. Right. Okay. Yeah. I just I wanted to yeah. be careful there. And also because I don't think I mean, I've I've heard of people who aren't, you know, men having sex with men. I've seen straight women, you know, online. It's sure. it's anecdotal, but who get it? No, get and, it. and there have been now seven children so far have been infected. So, All right. I know our time is just about out. There's a question I've been wanting to ask you. because oh, I feel like I'm scared. I don't even know what this is. I feel like you're one you. of the smartest people on the planet. Everyone said that. You're a scientist. You're very you're like, you're not, but even smart people, do really stupid things. Like I have, I have put shaving cream on a toothbrush and I brush my teeth with it. I've left my phone in the freezer twice. Right. I do. Everyone does stupid things. And I've always wondered, I'm like, there has to be something really like dumb that he's done in his life. Just at some point that his, his wife was like, I can't believe you just did that. You're the smartest person on the planet. And so I'm going to give you the floor here and let you tell the story of something stupid that you've done. Well, I've done it once, and it's made me obsessive-compulsive. Okay. My, my wife is always very careful to say, you know, you're distracted. You've got a lot of things on your mind. You know, I get up very early and go to work before, you know, she gets up, and then she'll get up and go to work. And I usually make myself a fried egg in the morning. And she keeps saying, the one thing you've got to do is don't ever leave the stove on when you leave the house. <laughs> and I did that one time with the newspaper right next to the stove. And luckily, when she came down, did, nothing bad happened. But but the but newspaper that, was on fire? No, yeah, we didn't oh. I didn't set it on fire, but the oh. thing that has turned me now into an obsessive compulsive maniac because now every time I walk out the door, I get 5 steps into the walk I turn around, come back into the house, and make sure that I shut the stove off. So I think that was the stupidest thing I've done in a long time. Yeah, I, I th he was really hoping, I don't know if you saw that, that you had lit something on fire. I, I don't know. know about that. <laughs> I just can't, like, I can't imagine. But on the daily basis, this guy, he's very ADHD. Too, yeah, so. but, but I feel like I'm kind of smart, too. I think that people who are, like, really caught up in their work and their life, like, that stuff kind of stuff happens. So I got to tell you, that's it's not too bad. You not left too the stove bad. On. You left the stove on. You left the stove on. I'm pretty sure I I'm pretty sure I left our garage door and, like, another door just wide open last night just yeah. for people to come into our house. So, yeah, we have a security um, system yeah. for those but listening, thank, thank by the way. For, yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. Well, Dr. Fauci, first of all, before we let you go, is there anything else? I mean, we have this platform. Anything else that right now you think people, families should be knowing about? Anything? Well, yeah, I know you have a, a strong family following, Kim, and I really think that we should emphasize the safety and the efficacy of vaccinations for children. We really want to get the children vaccinated. There is a misinterpretation and a misrepresentation that it's okay for kids to get infected. True children statistically have much less of a chance of getting severe disease 
but children do suffer from COVID and some get very serious disease and a lot more die from COVID than from influenza. So you really got to be careful. Make sure we protect the children. So if you can get that message out, that would be very helpful. Yeah. We, we've been trying, and you just did, and they're going to they probably rather hear it from your mouth. So it's been really nice getting to know you. Um, yeah, thank you. Again, like, we, like we, we sympathize with you for all of the struggles that you've had personally through the last couple of years, but you are that, that voice that we need. I hope you realize that what you're doing is incredibly important to us and to, to families all over the world, really. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure being with you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Fauci. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, there it is. We just talked to Dr. Fauci. That was kind of cool. It is funny. I think from now on, when we have a question like that, we should just see, like, I wonder uh, what, you know, just get the expert. Like, let's see what they say. Like, I wonder what it's like to be Tom Cruise. Let's call Tom. Do Do you think Tom will talk to us? I wonder wonder how Brad Pitt's abs are now. Let's call Brad Pitt. (laughs) wonder if Selma Hayek... I wonder, oh, that's, wonder that's, what she does on a Friday afternoon. That's um, wonder what Helen Mirren does to I keep do, that skin so perfect. I'm sorry, now I'm getting loves, into my crushes. Yeah, he loves all of those people. None so, of them are under, think, under the age of 50, by the way. Do you think Dr. Fauci is like in a lazy boy right now, um, he, eating a jar of <laughs> Jif peanut butter? He, he definitely latched on to the Jif peanut butter analogy. I feel like maybe he does do that. Maybe he, he, he really identified with that. Um, I was not expecting him to be so clear on I didn't think he'd talk about the previous administration me neither I didn't I thought he would steer clear of that I'm glad he did I mean because honestly it's from his perspective can it get worse for him he has 24 his entire family has 24 armed security, guards armed guards yeah. so it's not going to get worse I'm trying to imagine what it's like to be a school teacher with an armed guard I'm glad they have it. Yeah. And I just, I disagree with a lot of people on this planet, but never once have I thought about violence harming them them. or their, especially their families. So when he was describing it, I had tears in my eyes thinking of, well, first of all, I'll cry over anything, but what the sacrifices his family makes, but also the fact that they, I'm sure of his wife. And he's such a devoted family man, said, you have to stop this and step down. I'm sure he would. But yeah. you have to know that his family is so, believes so much in this mission, too. Yeah, yeah. That it's they, really moving. They say, Dad, I, I'm sure they've said, Dad, you have to do this. Yeah. Like, because if you don't do it, we're not sure who else is going to. What an unbelievable situation to be put in when you were the, you were the person on the planet responsible for standing on this corner. And- whether or not it's torturing or harmful to your family and probably to your soul and to your brain and to every other yeah. part of you in some way, emotionally, maybe even physically, whatever it is, you know that if you don't do it, then it might affect billions of people, right? Like that's that's got to be a – that's not something I can relate to. No. Like people you – know, you know what's funny? People have the, – the, one of the most common things – I've had people come up to me and say, who have never met me before, is, thanks so much. You got me through COVID. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. That guy got you through COVID. <laughs> Literally. Well, we entertained. He got us through COVID. Yeah. I know. We, that is, I, and it's very touching when people say that. Yeah. No, it is very sweet. I, I don't mean to say, to discount that you said that. Thank you very much. Uh, honestly, I didn't expect him to say to hold off and not get vaccinated. Because let me tell you this. I called my pediatrician because PC is due for, he can get a booster now. Yeah. And I called my pediatrician 
like a week ago and I said, hey, should I be bringing him in for the booster or should I wait? And they said, well, we just don't know when that new booster is actually going to come. If they say mid-September, but we don't know, come and get it now before you start school. And my instinct was like, mm, I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Fauci. Let me ask Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Did I you really- say that out loud? No, I didn't okay. say that. I didn't name drop like that. I'm not me that and Tony. Big. We're me just going to be, yeah. Um, but I thought he would stick to the line of like, because the whole podcast, he was like, just get vaccinated. And now he's like, just wait a couple weeks. So I didn't expect that. But that's really, that's yeah. how I know he's giving good advice. Yeah. I also just want to touch on this. I, I don't read the news as much as Kim does. I wasn't fully aware that polio was like back into the headlines. And I just want to say to you again, every time this happens, like how much I loved your aunt. I know. And how much, uh, like I have, ne- there's no other medical I think for a lot of people, your opinions are based on your experiences and mm-hmm. what's happened to you in life. I don't think there's any um, anything that you're more passionate about when it comes to vaccines than polio because of your aunt. Do you want to um, tell that story a little well, bit more? No, I mean, that's I, I, I want to be sensitive to her, you know, her kids and her husband. But mm-hmm. um, her name was Ellen Lopez and she was my my mom is able to five. And so Ellen was the second born and just. So she, there's a picture of her standing up. She had just learned how to walk. And then like weeks later contracted polio. My grandmother who recently passed away tells the story of the days and years after. I mean, the, of, I mean, we're talking, they put her legs into boiling water to see, like doctors, you know, were like, they didn't know about this virus and what to do. So the theory was like, if you could, like you can put them into like really hot, really cold water, it would like wake the nerves. She was in an iron lung. I mean, some really, and then she talked, my grandmother told stories of listening to her scream in the iron lung. And it was just like the most soul crushing way of just experience I, I think about it all the time I, I don't know that there are there's a week that's gone by in my life when I don't think about Ellen because I didn't um, I mean I didn't know those stories I it, knew it, I knew the Ellen in the wheelchair who was a joy to be around joy. And somehow in and spite she, of all and of I, that. that's why and I, I always joked that and I would tell her this I'm like I don't know if I have the personality to have endured what you endured because she had the most infectious laugh. She was a teacher turned school principal. She had like two master's degree. Talk about enduring. She just powered through. There was not a situation you could put her in that she wasn't just going to make it work and not, she didn't get like specials besides our, besides our wheelchair ramp into the house. She did not need any, she hosted Thanksgiving. Yep. She cooked yep. turkeys. I went I'm, to a couple of Yeah, those. and yeah. I'm like, she was not, she was the life of the party. I mean, and so her her family is just lovely and just, she, she changed so many lives as a teacher. But daily, I think about, like every time, honestly, when I think about every time I, we have this set of stairs that comes up to the attic where we're recording now and it, I get out of breath. <laughs> Going upstairs, and I have to say on the Amazing Race, when we had to do that that challenge when we're doing, one of the reasons we picked the challenge with the wine bottles, and I've never really told this story before, is because my my cousin Adam, was he came home from college, and he's like, and he, he was just telling, you know, oh, college is great, but gosh, my university, it's, you know, it's wonderful and old, but there's stairs everywhere, and I don't, there's no elevators, and I'm so tired, there's stairs everywhere. And my aunt, very kindly, not in a judgmental way, she was like, I would love to walk upstairs. And 
just every time you walk upstairs, know that there are so many people who can't. So remember, it's a privilege to be able to walk upstairs. And so now, you know, in airports. Did you feel privileged when? uh... I did not feel privileged (laughs) in that moment. But in airports and and like different situations, I take the stairs over an elevator if Mm -hmm. it's, you know, a doable amount. And every time I walk up the stairs in my house, I'm like, this is a privilege that I have legs that work. They get to do this. And on The Amazing Race, I'm like, I'm going to take the stairs. It turns out that was like the wrong challenge to do. But I don't know. I was not like looking back on that video. I, I was not super looking forward to putting meat things in what looked like if you haven't seen the amazing condoms, this is not gonna make like, yeah, this was... is not gonna make sense. But so when I got very panicky when I heard and I knew and I also knew I'm like, oh gosh, there's gonna be some misinformation because somebody got an oral vaccine and they're gonna blame it on vaccines. But that's like it's just not the case in the, if you live in this country. But I get very triggered about that specifically because her death was not it, it post there's something called post polio virus. And I'm just I don't wanna muddy it with um, that, but she, it shortened her life and we talk about it often of like, what would that life have yeah. looked like? Had she, I mean, she was always, she was so fierce. Could you imagine her being able to run? <laughs> could you imagine yeah. like the power she could have had? But anyway, that's why personally, you're, you're just not going to change my mind about that. So you can send me all the Instagram messages you want, but you're just not going to change my mind yeah. about that. Was there anything you wish you had time to ask him? I, I know that we was a have a Google interview. Doc. It's so yeah. funny. Uh, like our our friends Anne Marie and Leanne and Sam, who like help us with all the fun business stuff. We have a Google Doc of probably four hundred questions. Yeah. I do want to know what's his comfort show. I want to know Dr. Fauci. So like you and I, when we get really stressed, like Lola and I will sit in a, under a blanket and watch Gilmore Girls, or yep. you and I will watch Thirty Rock. Like what's the show? Or does he have time to watch TV? Yeah, he has to. The guy's got to have a release. I mean, I know he says he wakes up and like goes to work early and he jogs, works out one hour a week. He's got to watch a, some TV. A day, no, a sorry, one hour a day. You got to watch some TV. That that, that would have been a nice one to hear. I want like I just realized this wasn't even on our doc. I wanted to thank him um, because he had a lot of opinions about vaccines. As we said at the beginning, it's great to just respect everyone's personal stories because that's where your opinions are driven. I'm going to tell you a personal story about vaccines. In North Carolina, in the early stages of COVID, 50% of the deaths were happening happening at skilled nursing senior facilities. Mm-hmm. Half. And if you think about it, maybe like one-tenth of a percent of people on this planet are at those facilities. Hey. And they were responsible for half of the deaths. Because we were able to get a vaccine, and I know that our numbers aren't great, as he said, but everyone in that facility was able to get vaccinated, I got to go see my parents again. Like we couldn't go see them. I know. For over a year, we could FaceTime them. But I mean, that without the vaccines, they were going, they were at major risk to die. Yeah. And, and so, wh- whatever people got the vaccines developed and explained to people that they were necessary and particularly made sure that the people in the skilled nursing homes got them first. I'm very grateful for that. That's all I'm going to say. And I will say, like, like fast forward two years, we got a note that you're, because obviously it's surging everywhere, COVID, that your mom had COVID. And yep. again, she's, if you don't know, she has Alzheimer's and is mostly nonverbal. So so obviously some a nurse was diagnosed and then people who had cared for her. Um, but it's she's nonverbal, so it's not like she can tell people her symptoms. But mostly like asymptomatic they they were just doing regular tests and she was fine but i think if if we had heard that two years ago 
uh, we would. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Been panicking, but we were like, okay, well, we'll wait 10 days and then we'll come visit her afterwards. Like it was, it was such a no big deal, not, not no big deal, but like it didn't send us into a spiral. So anyway, can't wait to see what messages we get from this. I, I, my, my crush on Dr. Fauci continues. I definitely, I like the guy. Yeah. He seems like uh, it was nice meeting. It was nice meeting a little bit of Anthony and uh, uh, to go along with the Dr. Fauci that everybody knows. Yeah. I look, if you want to comment something on this, on this podcast, I'm not going to tell you not to, because I, again, I, I respect people's opinions. I would just say that you can probably do that without being threatening, uh, especially after hearing what's been going on in his life. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah. Hey, if you've made it to this far in the podcast, I love you. Well, I love you even if you didn't. Yeah. Take a screenshot. I love it when people do that and they tag us and then I can like message with them on Instagram. So. Okay. We're going to post this. <laughs> love you. Bye. Love Bye. you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 